What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast, first podcast of 2022. I'm here with Mateo. Mateo, we'll start you off with some rapid fire questions. Thank you for having me on the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Pleasure to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first question What's your name? My name is Mateo. Full name. Full name. Come Mateo Rotaccio. Okay, Mateo Rotaccio. No middle name. No middle name. Wow. That's it. Yeah, just Mateo Rotaccio. Very Italian. That's it. Italian, 100%. And, and you hold Italian, U.S. citizenship? I do. Both, uh, both U- Italian and U.S. passports. So, yeah. That's decent. Mm-hmm. What, what side of your family is from there? So, my grandparents on my dad's side were born in Naples. And um, on my mom's side, my great-grandparents were born, one in Calabria, which is down south, and one in Bologna, which is up north. So Wow. So, pretty, you're full Italian. Pretty, pretty fully Italian, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your age? I'm 20 years old position center mid either box to box midfielder defensive midfielder or whatever the team needs to be honest there you go and <laughs> where's the good answer yeah <laughs> there you go where are you from i'm from new york so long island new york um i grew up about 30 40 minutes outside of manhattan and um yeah stayed there since i w- from when i was born till 16 years old and then moved over the pond to liverpool and yeah been there since and now i'm here in charleston so. okay nice yeah um, you already get my fifth question. Where'd you play before Charleston? Ooh, so I was playing at Liverpool Football Club, obviously over in Liverpool. And uh, so I'm on loan here and I'm currently fulfilling my fourth season at Liverpool. What's your favorite movie? Ooh, uh, I would say Step Brothers. 100%, 100% Step Brothers. <laughs> good answer. No doubt. Really no doubt. good answer. <laughs> okay, so you know how like if you go to prison and you get like a uh, um, the death sentence, yeah. you get a last meal? What would your last meal be? I like, oh, I'm not really picky about food, but... Uh, What's your last meal? What would you, best thing in the world? No, um, no. I would say pasta bolognese with fettuccine pasta though. Okay. Yeah. Pasta bolognese, Italian, stick to, to your be. roots. The slow cooked sauce has to be. Okay. That's <laughs> Who's a player in like the top flight of football that you try to like emulate your game after? Well, he, he is playing, he played many years in the top flight, but... um. Not at the moment, but Andres Iniesta, by far my favorite player. Idol, 100%. That's a good so, one. That's yeah, a really good love one. Love him. Love him. Um, do you have any hobbies outside of football? Hobbies outside of football? Um, I do like fishing. I do fish, okay. you know, especially when the weather's conducive. Um, yeah. Fishing, um, no, to be honest, other than that, I do read a bit. I read a bit. I'm reading a. Dan you don't Brown. have to lie. You don't have to lie. From no, my no. Bro. <laughs> I'm a smart guy. Right, <laughs> but um, I'm reading the Dan Brown series, so um, Angels and Demons. Yeah, I'm reading yeah. that right now. And um, yeah, that's it. And I do actually like watching podcts. So okay, yeah, yeah. wow. So you're gonna watch my uh, Against yeah, All podcast 100%, 100%. now? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> and then last rapid fire question. Uh, oh, damn it! You already answered this one too. Favorite book. Favorite book. Ooh. Well, I would say it's Taylor Winn Dixie. I read it a while ago, a while ago in school, but, um, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Okay, nice. And that's the rapid fire portion yeah. of the podcast. Get yeah. you, uh, get your feet wet. There you yeah. go. Warmed up. Heart yeah. raised up. <laughs> okay. So the main thing I, I'm sure that people are interested in is that you've already talked about it, is that you are currently signed for Liverpool FC, yeah. which is pretty big, pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, how did like that opportunity come up? Like how did you end up getting over there, getting seen by them, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So um, I was quite young. I was just, I think, 13 years old. 
I um, was invited to my first uh, national team camp for that age group, for the 01 age group. Mm. And uh, we were in LA. Um, we happened to have a match and just fortunately, one of their scouts was there. I happened to have a very good game, you know, um, and they were able to get in touch with the director of coaching at my old club in New York. Mm-hmm. And they just wanted to see if I was willing to come on a trial, you know, on a week and a half trial. And uh, I did. And I went on a few more after that, you know, over, they were spaced over a certain amount of months because of- So you would go back home and then go back over yeah, to Liverpool? Yeah, so I'd go for like a, about 10 days, two weeks, and then I'd come back and then spend a few months at home. Then I'd go again, did that three or four times for about a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And then, um, or maybe two years. And then they offered me something called a scholarship contract, which is um, sort of like apprenticeship contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for their under 18 year. So there's two years you play under 18s. So I signed that and um, went over there. And then my second year of being an under 18, I signed a professional contract. And um, yeah, and so far, and now I'm here. Uh-huh. So, yeah. How did you get like to the US youth national camp? Like? Uh, to be honest, I think our team, we were part of the uh, Acad- National Academy League and uh-huh. um, they were, they were quite good about having scouts at the games and at showcases. And we had quite a few showcases, especially at that age group. Um, and I went to a few things that have they're called market training centers where they, um, it's about, it's a, it's a training for one night and they get the players from that regional area, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, and then I went there a few times. I think they were happy with how I was playing and, uh, yeah, gave me the invitation to go there. Did your dad play professionally at all? No, uh, no, actually he didn't. He played, he played high school and um, in America. In America, and mm-hmm. he played. He was going to play college soccer, but then um, mm-hmm. he he had a bad, very bad ankle injury, and um, that uh, stopped his career. So, yeah, okay. But my mom's a, my mom was a track runner, so she. I think it was eight hundred meters. She you ran. didn't get those genes. No, no not, not the sprinting jeans. Not the long distance jeans, maybe, but the sprinting jeans. Yeah, no, no. that's what's so, okay. okay. Me and Matt still have to race, so um, you want to race? I've got to teach him some okay. sprinting drills. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. that'll be good to learn. <laughs> you know who I actually really want to race is EJ. Yeah, EJ's fast. Yeah, he's um, especially for eighteen. Like that's yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Benji yeah. looks fast too. Benji, yeah, EJ. I think EJ's. Yeah, yeah. I think EJ's gonna be once the he takes off, he's just yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And then um, you have another brother that's two brothers, right, that are playing? I have two. So one of them is not playing anymore, mm-hmm. but he did play for, for a while. He played um, in the Academy League for a different team in New York. And then he played at a third division um, college in Oneonta. It's called Oneonta, New York. And then um, my other brother played, he played a lot all of our, our both our youth careers were mm-hmm. at the same club on the same team and um and then he went off and played for Akron and uh he's just left graduated from there and he's he was uh drafted by Chicago Fire so um yeah he's uh, have you talked to him lately how he how's he doing yeah good he's enjoying it he loves it um has he signed he did, yet uh no not yet not uh-huh. yet um but uh hopefully soon hopefully soon yeah but he's uh 
no, he, he's he's really like happy to have this opportunity and yeah he's been he he deserves it fully that's so awesome. um, what position yeah. is he he's a center back center back center back so center back play right back so uh both positions yeah cool but, um, okay yeah. what's his We're, name carlo 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 none of us none of us look like each other at all so i have short i have straight brown hair brown eyes he has curly blonde hair blue eyes mm-hmm. and my oldest brother has um curly brown hair and blue eyes so that's funny my brother yeah. my, my no. brother and i are like that Nothing like, like same thing yeah. he's six foot four <laughs> oh like God, yeah. jet black hair brown yeah. eyes can you sprint like you though no no of course there not you go. There's, always, there's always there <laughs> <laughs> no one can exactly uh, okay cool so then i'm guessing your family was very involved with like football from a very young age yeah so um actually funny enough i was speaking to my mom and dad about it when i was home recently and uh I asked, and I was like, what, what, what made you guys put us into, into soccer when we were young, you know, like intramurals for the town team? Because to be honest, my mom didn't really play soccer. No one in our family played soccer. My mm-hmm. dad played soccer. But um, it was just one of those things that I think they just like let us kind of choose what we wanted, you know? And I think the first thing we all, all three of us went to was uh, was a soccer ball. And then, and then the rest is just the rest, you know? Yeah, just, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So going back to Liverpool, you signed your academy contract first. I did, yes. And so it, did right away, was it a two-year like academy contract? Yeah, two-year academy 18? contract. So they're under 18s works as, in, it's really like your first year, you're an under 17, and the second year, you're an under 18. Mm-hmm. So um, when you sign a scholar contract, it's usually for those two years. Yeah. And when you signed that, did you get like a, like a monthly salary from that? Yeah, so it was, um, it was a monthly salary. It was probably more of like a, a part-time pay, yeah. you know, because you're still technically an apprentice. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so you did, you still did get paid, but, um, it's obviously once you sign a professional contract, it's different, you know, mm-hmm. because then that's technically, a, that's obviously a full-time job, you know, but, um, no, yeah, that was, that was for two years. And then after that, so my, when I was an under 18, so my second year in that academy contract, I signed a professional contract for three years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when you sign an academy contract, like, I bet it's like a weird feeling because you're like, wow, I got, you know, to Liverpool as an academy player, but yet you haven't become a pro. You're not a pro. Like, you're not like mm-hmm. there yet. So it's exactly. like a weird mix of like enjoying it, but also like I no. haven't achieved that much, to be honest. A hundred percent. It's one of those things where it's like, it's obviously a great achievement, you know, and I'm very proud of it and um, happy for it. But um, it's one of those things you get there, and then you open the door to to that opportunity, and there's this massive amount of responsibility, standards, yeah. you know, everything that you have to meet, and um, you even know that's like there's still higher levels that you want to achieve and mm-hmm. uh, reach, you know. So um, yeah, but it's it's a good thing because that's you're in a place where you're very fortunate to be, you know, and you just want to make the most of the opportunity and. Uh, how was the, how was your adjustment period like going from an academy in America and mm-hmm. jumping to Liverpool's academy? I'm guessing it was a jump up. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Did you struggle with that, or did you feel um, like you just came in flying? No, I think there was there was probably about a six month period of time, my first six months there. Mm-hmm. So um, that I I had to do a lot of adjusting. You know, obviously the speed of play was um, was definitely different. You yeah. know. Um, even like the physical demands, especially at Liverpool, like it's a very intense um, principles that they have and the way they want you to play is very intense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was 
in a, on a physical aspect, aspect or um, even a like football specific aspect, it had. I definitely needed some adapting, you know. But uh, I knew I trusted my ability. I knew that I was going to um, obviously stick with it, be dedicated to it, and um, I would my levels would raise, you know, mm-hmm. and get higher and higher. And uh, another thing that was I didn't realize when I first went there, but uh, I did realize through experience was. I was quite homesick the first six months, yeah, you yeah. know, um, I didn't realize you're 16, 17. Yeah, right? of course. I didn't yeah. realize the, um, the effect being away from home and in a different environment, different people, different culture, um, would have, you know, and, uh, it was a time where there was times where maybe I struggled sometimes where I was like, oh, I'm really not playing my best, you know, mm-hmm. like, am I ever going to get to my best? Is this for me? You know, did I make the right move? And, um, I think that that was a period that, of course, at times it maybe didn't feel fantastic, but it was uh, looking back back on it, it's probably one of the times that helped me grow the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, um, what was like a typical like day in your life as an academy player? Because you still have school. Yeah, you're living are you, like mm-hmm. I'm guessing in a little apartment with a roommate or something. Yeah. Or? No, actually, we they put us in like a, a house family, so oh, okay. host parents. Um, yeah, all of them that I've been to have been great people, you know, very mm-hmm. welcoming, made me feel at home. But, um, yeah, so usually with the under 18s, for at least for us back uh, a few years ago, it was Monday, you would come in for education from nine to 12. We, we would do the English education, which is called the BTEC in, uh, sport. Mm-hmm. And, um, we used to do that from nine to 12, uh, at the academy. So a teacher, um, from the local high school would come in and then we would have lunch around 12, uh, at one or one thirty, I think we started pre-activation in the gym. Two thirty, we were out on the pitch until four ish, and then four thirty, we had a lower body session. Six o'clock, we would go home. Got it. And then Tuesday and Wednesday were the same type of days, so we would come in in the morning, have breakfast around eight forty-five, pre-training in the gym at ten, training at eleven, lunch after that around twelve thirty-one. Then a, a gym session both days. So one was an upper body session, one was a lower body session, and mm-hmm. then we'd be done by three thirty four. And then Thursdays were all education nine till three. That's awesome. And then yeah, those are the tough days. That <laughs> those was were the tough that days. was that was like the hump day. Wednesday wasn't the hump day. Yeah. It was Thursday, Thursday. was the hump day. But um, and then Friday usually is match day minus one because we'd play Saturdays almost every week, mm-hmm. and um, we would train. We had breakfast in the morning pre-activation at 10, training at 11, shorter training, uh, lunch, and then education in the afternoon from one to three. And um, yeah, that was it. And then we used to play Saturdays and then Sundays were off. So that was, it, it's a, those two years are really good years because you almost build a, a report, a relationship with your, with the group that you're with, mm-hmm. you know, you're in, you're in a few tournaments. There's like the under 18s Premier League Cup, there's the FA Youth Cup. There's which you guys a, won, right? Yeah, we did that one year, which was, um, which was a, that was a great ride. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we, you also have the league, of course, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a lot of things to play for and strive to win, of course. So you do build that mentality within the team. And it's, uh, those are great years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really enjoyed those years. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. then how did that, um, how did it go when they wanted you to sign a fully professional contract? And so mm-hmm. when you signed, it's, it's with Liverpool's like, first team right or is it with their 2023 team or how does that work it's weird because it's if i'm wrong is it here in the mls it's more like 
you sign a first team contract, which is just with the MLS first team, yeah. not, say like not with their second team, you would have to you, a different you would have to sign a different contract with yeah. their second team, yeah. right? I think in England it's more that it's just a generic professional contract. So mm-hmm. whether it's like if you're on a professional contract with just you're with the club, you know, so you could play if you're an un- eligible to play under 18s, you could play under 18s, under 23s, first team, you know. So it's more just um, a general aspect, you know. It's not you're not um, signing a contract to with that specific with that specific group. age group. It's just to the club as an yeah. as a whole. You that know? makes sense. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I was obviously when I first found out that I was going to be offered it, uh, I was super excited. I was almost like. Obviously, as a footballer, I'm, I'm sure you know you those scenarios go through your head. You mm-hmm. know when you get offered your first professional contract, and you're like, it almost seems surreal that it's happening. You mm-hmm. know, and um, yeah, that's how it felt for me. And I was just like, yeah, it, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I always explain it. It's like it's like one of the best moments of your career, but at the same time, yeah. it's almost like signing with the Academy. You're like, okay, yeah. this is step one now. No, hundred percent. Step zero, pretty much. Now it's exactly. like, this is where it starts. Exactly. But it's You're starting a at a whole thing. different new level. So you got to build up again. Yeah. You know, but and I always think it's so funny cause it's like, it's a unique, it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah, you know, it is. it is, it really is hard to explain. And you got all yeah. like the nerves coming in like, okay, here we go. Like yeah. you're all, all you're thinking about too is almost, it's hard to be in the moment. Cause I'm thinking, I was always thinking like, okay, I'm in, I'm, I was literally in training mm-hmm. the next day yeah, yeah, after my first pro contract. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, sweet, did it. Okay. Now I'm just focusing about training and trying to get the starting spot. Yeah, exactly. There's no time to kind of, you just yeah. got to get on with it and, you know, obviously enjoy the moment when yeah. you have it, you know, at the same time there's, there's work to do, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, so you said you signed, was it three? or four year with Liverpool? So I signed a three-year deal originally. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I signed it in the 2019-2020 season. Mm-hmm. So, and then at the end of the 2020-2021 season, I signed an extension, a one-year extension. So it really turns out to be four in mm-hmm. a sense. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, so I have at the moment 18 months left in, a, in, my, with my, in my contract at Liverpool. So uh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. really it at the moment. But so far, I've I've, um, I've enjoyed every bit of it at Liverpool. It's been yeah. a great experience. And then generally. how does like your day in the life now as a pro and you, you're done yeah. with school now? Yeah. And so <laughs> what's that look like uh, well, typically? To be honest, um, speaking on a generic standpoint, say for the whole team, like I was with the under 23s for most of the time mm-hmm. and uh, we would go in at about... 8.30, 8.45 for breakfast, um, have breakfast, you know, just chill for a bit. And then 10 o'clock again, pre-training, 11 o'clock training outside, train for hour and a half, two hours. Um, back in on certain days, depending on how far we are from the match day, we'll, mm. we'll do the proper gym session that's required. Uh, and then after that, it's, um, it's on your own, you know, you don't have any uh, educational requirements, you know. Personally, I do take... Um, a course it's a it's a leadership course with Liverpool that we're doing um and it's all online but uh, I've been doing that and uh just to kind of keep me active keep my mind going and mm-hmm. um yeah but other than that all that's required is what I told you before is the, at the training ground so the educational um needs are no longer need to be met by the club you know it's probably through individual desires and wants you know mm-hmm. so yeah but that's that's really it. it's definitely it's weird because i found that once when i was at eight under 18s level the uh the schedule was very busy you barely had 
time off. It was more like you were in a lot, you know, you were doing workshops, presentations, activities, and obviously mm-hmm. training, all that, all the footballing stuff. And then you would think that like you, you moved up the next level, you know, and uh, it would be even more intense, more time consuming. And it's, uh, it's actually the opposite. But yeah. in the sense, it is still, um, obviously the footballing part still consumes a lot of your time because when you get, obviously when you get older, the, um, the margins for errors and the little marginal gains mm-hmm. become much more valuable, you know? So, and I think that's more in, in your court, you know, you've got to take the responsibility and the ownership to take care of those stuff. Uh, even when the, even when people at the club aren't telling you to do it, you have yeah. to make sure you do it. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the major things that I, I saw when going through. Yeah. It's funny. I said the same thing. Like I was like a big misconception people have about like the pro life is like, you're so busy. And really it's, you have more free time than you know what to do. I mean, you, you are busy. You're training all the time. Mm -hmm. And also when you're off the pitch, that's part of your job too. Recovering, eating right, Mm -hmm. resting, sleeping. Um, It's even hard to stay on track with that. But like, a big misconception I think people have is like it, you keep on ramping up in intensity and really it's like almost dialing back yeah. because now you don't have school and it's yeah. just like your whole focus 100%. is just to be ready for tomorrow's training. Yeah. I sort of feel like sometimes you think about what you did in the past doing splitting education and soccer and it's like, how did I, how did I manage to do it? <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like a crazy thing to do because you mm-hmm. jump from one to the other and it's like, it's great. Once you stop doing the educational part, it's like, Oh my God. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I remember going yeah. from, especially from college yeah. to the pro level. I was like, what? I find that incredible. I, I don't know. That must be like super draining, you know? Call Yeah. Being a D one collegiate athlete, I think was the most tiring physically and mentally, like the, most, the hardest period of my life yeah. with that. For three, four months, yeah. you're just going, it's nonstop basically mm-hmm. traveling, you're playing, then you're training, then your yeah. schoolwork, you know, finals, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. It's but, tough. It's, it's yeah. really tough. No, definitely. Uh, um, how much, how much contact did you have with the, the first team of Liverpool? Was it just like, you so, just see him training? Did you talk to him? What's that like? Yeah. So they've built the new training ground, um, on the, right next to the Academy site. So originally when I was there, that was being built. So they weren't there. They were on a mm-hmm. different site about 10, 15 minute drive away. So we didn't really get to see much of them, you know, just because obviously we were f- far away. But, um, now that we're on the same site, we do see much more of them, you know, and um, even like us as under twenty threes, we do um, we do mix in training sometimes, you know, um, depending on what the um, they need, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic setup, you know, and it's just it's good to be in and around where the first team players are because it almost gives you something to really stay hungry to work for, yeah. you know. It's uh, it's like you see those players and those are the players you think you obviously you see on FIFA and, and all yeah. that. And they're like, wow, you know, like that's, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. I want to be playing with those players that are, have been doing this day in day out uh, for years and showing that they could play at the top level, you know, mm-hmm. and you want to obviously go and do that as well. So yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, you've been here for how long have you been here? Like two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, close to a month now. Well, first yeah. of all, how did the loan process work? Did they bring you in and be like, Look, yeah? So, um, I, to be honest, I found out through my agent um, that Charleston were interested, you know, and mm-hmm. would like to bring me in on a loan. And to be honest, it was one of those things where I was like, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, I think this could be, this could be really good it's for exciting. me, you know, and really exciting. And um, I just 
yeah, of course. I obviously I've spoke with the staff here um, when I found when they when I found out that um, the opportunity was available, and uh, yeah, even from the first conversation, I was like, I knew I wanted to come, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it all moved pretty quickly. So I found yeah. out on the a Thursday, and then it Thursday, was like in December. No, or? no, January. So oh, Thursday wow. about the, I think. Thursday, it was one of, the, I think it was the last two weeks of the transfer window. So okay. that Thursday. And then obviously once I found out about, I wanted to like kind of speak to the people at the club and mm-hmm. get to know them, you know, as, as quickly as possible and see, you know, just create a relationship. And um, I was on the flight home to to New York, then to go to Charleston uh, that Wednesday. So within six days, everything mm-hmm. happened. And uh, it, it was great. It was an exciting time because I was like, Obviously, to be able to come back to the U.S., you know, after not being home for a while uh, was an exciting thing. Um, and then also just like the opportunity, you know, uh, it's, this is my first go at playing in the men's game, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I think that's something. I'm 20 years old now, you know. I really wanted, wanted to experience that and be around players, um, you know, that were experienced. I've done this for years, you know, and uh, around a dressing room that really, um, really has a has a good relationship with each other you know so uh that was really something i i wanted to experience and get under my belt and um really challenge myself with mm-hmm. so yeah 100 it was it was almost it was definitely a no-brainer you know i wanted it was 100 i was set on coming here and for those for this loan i mean i'm you don't have to answer it and I, it's always i'm always curious yeah. though is like liver is are we taking is like mm-hmm. charleston taking over your contract are they helping with housing how is that the dynamic so of like that stuff work i think or you just don't honest, know you're just I, like get me there i and genuinely <laughs> i genuinely don't know like that's, that's it, it's almost side. like a different language to me all yeah. that stuff you know but um thankfully my agent uh, helps a lot with that uh-huh. of course um but i think it's it's one of those things. No, I'm I'm still contracted to Liverpool, mm-hmm. but um, certain aspects like obviously the housing, you know, um, Charleston takes care of and mm-hmm. and all of that. But um, yeah, no, no. Other than that, to be honest, I'm not all the specifics of the contracts and everything. I'm not very. I always good at joke that. about <laughs> it. For me, it's just yeah. like uh, like. I'm so much about, I want to be in a place that I'm happy. I want to be a place where I can compete, um, where I'm really wanted as a player. Yeah. Everything else, as long as I can yeah. get there and survive, like I'm happy. Yeah, no, and so I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever. I'll sign it. Just exactly, have my yeah, agent deal with it. Whatever the fine print is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> no, obviously, it's of course, it's important to know mm-hmm. uh, on a on a general aspect what's, you know, what it's about and yeah. how what's there to, to help you, you know, of course. But um, that's why, obviously, having like an agent or someone that's... That you um, trust. Yeah, who you can trust, you know, is, yeah. is super important because uh, at the end of the day, you have to, it's your career, you know, you want to yeah. do the best thing for yourself. Yeah. So similarities like and differences mm. between Liverpool FC and, and Charleston Battery, like in yeah. terms of your day in the life, in terms mm. of uh, like training yeah. so far. And I know we've, yeah. we've only been here for three weeks, but yeah. what's stuff that jumps out at you? Um, definitely not the weather. <laughs> definitely not. The <laughs> weather's nice here, huh? <laughs> definitely not. That's the number one thing. Um yeah, and the weather is just uh, completely different here. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so in terms of like, obviously, I didn't know much about how the what the facilities were like. I would, never came here before, um, and what the routine was, you know, with the schedule. But once I came here, I, there's a lot of similarities. You mm-hmm. know, you come in, you report, you get in hour and a half, two hours early. Um, you do whatever pre-activation you need to do, 
you know, to get you ready for the session. And to be honest, we both like at Liverpool in here, I tra- we train in the morning. So mm-hmm. that was good. I, I'm someone who likes to train in the morning. Me too. You know, I hate uh, night sessions. Uh, it's just, it's just waiting around, you know, it's like yeah. anticipation. You want to just, you want to get going, you know, you mm-hmm. want to do it. And, uh, no, yeah. So all that is relatively similar. And then of course we have our lifts and our gym work and same at Liverpool. We used to have, we have those as well. So, um, very similar. And even the style of play, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I know you know you know we've been training together. It's uh it's intense. You know it's not yeah. long, but it's intense, and uh, that's that's something that at Liverpool they they pride themselves on, and they make sure they they do it throughout all the age groups. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So t- to be honest, there's a l- much more similarities than differences um, with the way everything's ran and the the schedule here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good yeah. to hear. No, definitely. definitely. I, I'd, I'd be interested. Like everything's different. This is yeah. this is a shit here. No, I hate no, it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually to be honest. Like even from everything to the, the equipment, the facilities, the staff, the coaches, everything. Everything's been fantastic so far. Yeah, that's good. Been great. Yeah, that's I'm good. enjoying it. You've been paid to say this at all? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Honor's not telling you to say it. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, okay, so yeah. then my last, my last two questions about like your career yeah. like, before I move into more general questions. Yeah. Um, what's been the highlight and then the lowest point of your career so far? So, um, I would say my highlight is probably, well, definitely signing my first professional contract with mm-hmm. Liverpool. You know, it's one of those things. Of course, I know you know as well. You know, it, it's like. I, you can't even describe it. You know, it's one of those things that it's just, you dream about since you're four or five years old, you watch professional games on the, on TV and you're like, you know, I, I'm going to be there one day. I mm-hmm. want to be there, you know? And, uh, w- when you realize you've taken one step closer to that, it's like, wow. You know, like it, it really, it's just an amazing feeling and you feel very proud. And, and then, um, probably one of my most, what was the other question? The lowest. The lowest. The, one of my lowest feelings with uh, in my football career was probably, it wasn't a specific moment, but it was more um, over a certain period of time. So last season, I, I struggled, especially with injuries, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, was a, it was a really tough time because obviously with everything that was going on with COVID, life was very different, you know. Um, there was not many distractions outside of football, you know, to kind of get your mind away when things weren't going well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was definitely tough for me, you know. Uh, obviously, after coming off a season where I just signed my professional contract, I was doing really well, and then I unfortunately get uh, a few injuries, basically that kept me out for about eighteen months, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just for about through those eighteen months, I probably paid about. 10% of that time, you know, and, uh, it, it was just, it was frustrating, you know, it was really frustrating, especially my Liverpool are very, very, uh, helpful with, um, I have supporting my family with coming over, you know, mm-hmm. to Liverpool to visit me. And, uh, obviously I'm very thankful for that, but, um, I, obviously with COVID, I didn't have that, you know, mm-hmm. because all no, no flying, you have to quarantine. And, uh, I, I found that really tough, you know, because it was times I think it was the winter of 2021. I had a few injuries back to back to back. And it was just like, I, it felt like a cycle that was never going to end. Mm-hmm. But um, thankfully, obviously the, the staff at Liverpool, the um, the coaching staff, um, the non-coaching staff, everyone was 
very, very supportive and there for me, you know, mm-hmm. when I needed it, whether it was help physically, mentally, you know, just on a emotional standpoint. So I'm grateful for that, you know, yeah. and, uh, I learned a lot from that time. Definitely. Yeah. That's, yeah. I feel like every player goes through that where it's, you get one and mm-hmm. then your the rest of your body kind of gets like out of, like not used to doing it every day 100%. and you come yeah. back and all of a sudden your ankles are weak and then you sprain an ankle 100%. and you come back from the ankle. Oh, now your groin hasn't done anything. And, yeah. and it's so hard to get everything back yeah. up and it, you yeah. have those same thoughts. Like I'm never going to return. I'm never going to be like that. Yeah. It's, all of a it's, sudden, it's one of those things that, um, yeah, of course, obviously probably 95% of footballers go through it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, it, it's a horrible feeling because obviously for someone who takes care of themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and looks after themselves physically, uh, to help them stay, stay fit as long as possible. It's tough to accept like that you get those injuries because it's like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, of course. And then you see everybody playing and it's like, that's the worst, make, that, that's the worst part is watching people train and play and knowing that like, you know what, without this, I could be out there and I could be competing, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's tough. Those periods, it is terrible. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's so funny. Like for me, at least, yeah. I was doing that, and I was thinking the same thing. I can't get injured again. Whatever, yeah. hope, you know. And and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, a week goes by, two weeks go by, and you're still playing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you start taking it for granted. I'm like, wow, I, I've I'm 100%. running without pain. I'm moving yeah. without any fear in my head. Yeah. And you're like, I'm I'm so happy. I'm back. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's, That's it's what, cool. It's important. Obviously, there's so many things that happen. Football season's so um so intense and things go by so quickly that you kind of sometimes you forget to be present in the moment you know mm-hmm. and that's uh that's important i think like obviously from coming off the back of the past 18 24 months for me you know with a lot of injuries kind of um i still need to do better at it of course but uh work on enjoying each each day you know mm-hmm. each day that i'm able to train and be fit and healthy is a good day mm-hmm. you know and you look at it like that and uh hopefully you have many, many good days, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Definitely. Um, now the, I want to dive into like the extra work that you do outside of like your team training mm-hmm. and team weights. Cause a lot of times like you'll have weeks or months where the training mm-hmm. load's so high, you're really not doing much. Yeah. But then there's periods like off season or lighter weeks, or maybe when you're younger, mm-hmm. um, what's that look like? Do you do extra stuff at all? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Obviously you just, um, you just pointed that out that uh there's certain times of the season where you have to actually almost like less could be more you know Mm -hmm. because you have to you're in season you want to be fit you want to stay healthy you want to be available for matches and uh you've got to look after your body you know so sometimes not doing those those extra few sessions throughout the week could kind of almost preserve your body and Mm -hmm. help towards longevity but um yeah obviously off season so when i'm when I was with Liverpool, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would come home around end of May and have probably five to six weeks off, you know, for the off season. And I usually would tend to take about 10 days just to completely rest and kind of mentally take a break from everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, they do give us a running program to do, you know, so the strength and fitness coach over there does uh, take care of that. He sends it to us and we do it. We have to log it on an app and, um, but then on the side from that, thankfully, a lot of times that I've been home, my brother's been home, mm-hmm. both my brothers, and uh, we always 
go to the field and um, practice whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my brother's a center back, so I'll help him with certain center back specific drills. Uh, he'll help me with midfield drills, and my other brother will help chip in as well because mm-hmm. even though he's not playing competitively, he always likes to. Yeah, what's he going to do? Sit he still home? has it, you know. He still yeah. exa- enjoys to play. So, um, and you guys just go to like a like a public field somewhere? Yeah, or? usually like a high school field or a turf field, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just mostly just getting touches on the ball you know yeah. that's the that's the main thing so yeah, yeah. but uh, even so even before like when I was at, um, at my academy team in New York I would a lot of times either we'd go to training early we'd get there probably half hour 40 minutes early and either do some technical work some passing you know whatever it was that was gonna mm-hmm. gonna help us and I think like obviously for me having my brothers is a huge help you know because um it's always great to have a, a training buddy, you know, and yeah. someone that pushes you and that's in the same boat that wants to get better, you know. Uh, so both my brothers were, I think that was a good, really like helpful thing to have, mm-hmm. you know. I so. think it, I think that's cool. Like mm-hmm. you have here, you have someone who signed with Liverpool coming home, going to a public field training, yeah. like uh, like it's simple. Like uh, like it, that quote of like football is like a simple game. It's so true. You just yeah. go out and just play. You get touches yeah, on the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And like it doesn't matter your situation's never always going to be perfect. You're coming home. You're not yeah. going to have, you know, the best facilities like you have it over in Liverpool. No, you just, just make the most of it. Yeah, That's you just touches in, training, doing whatever you can. Sometimes the, the field's taken and yeah. you got to go and find a different one. Yeah, 100%. I like that. I think that's really cool. No, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, do you do, let's say in like a hard week too, do you ever do any extra um, gym work or fitness work or does it just, again, depend on the yeah, week? Yeah, so um, I'm someone that, <laughs> that likes to go on the gym. I know uh, a few of the boys on the team will uh, <laughs> will uh, make fun of me. Don't have the biggest arms out here, but uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. And uh, no, so I, I do. I do definitely like to do my um, my extra gym work. You know, mm-hmm. thankfully at Liverpool, they um, they help us a lot with the strength aspect in the gym. You know, but um, anytime that obviously my body feels good and I feel like I'm, it's going to be beneficial to, for me. Uh, I like to do a lot of core work, you know, um, all different type of core work, you know, like uh, soccer specific core work, all that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so I definitely, I definitely do um, spend a good amount of time on the physical aspect, you know, really looking after my body, and um, you know, it's something that, especially once I got over to Liverpool and realized. Um, of course, as you get older, at any professional level, you realize the the marginal gains mm-hmm. become very important, and that's for me personally. That's one of the major marginal gains to have, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to have a career like like you into your thirties, you know. Oh, I'm still in right, my twenties, Mateo. <laughs> Mateo. I'm right, still right. in my twenties. <laughs> twenty nine and a half. You know, yeah. Until twenty nine and a half. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, genuinely, I think it's um mm-hmm. something that I. I I've ever since then I've realized I this is something that if I take seriously yeah. could really benefit me you know in the long run so yeah, that's I think mm-hmm. the longevity of it like you see like I mean players that take care of their body and they're super yeah. into nutrition super into working out mm-hmm. um, not nothing crazy working out but just focusing on their body what their yeah. body needs mm-hmm. tend to have very successful long careers for Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, you know like 100%. looking at players like that 100%. Um, but everybody has their own thing so I'm always interested to hear that yeah no of course uh, yeah it's something. That's something that I realized too, obviously, as you get older, mm-hmm. you may not see, um, at the moment, you know, with genetics and whatever it is, like some people at 
2023 20, 20, 20, 20, 22 23 you know they they could maybe they could do whatever they want you know mm-hmm. and whatever they're free to do whatever they want yeah. you know but um my my personal belief is that you should like you look after yourself and those those things that you do early on in your career will eventually will show later on you know mm-hmm. and um that's why i'm hoping that the work i'm doing now will will help then you know <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so. um what did you misunderstand about being a pro we kind of talked about the misconception about free time but is there anything else yeah. um yeah or, or a general one that maybe you think the public has about like a misconception about being a pro yeah so um one of the things that maybe i had a misconception about like in terms of how i perceived it was that like every single every single minute of your day is occupied by football, football, football. You're worried mm-hmm. about watching film, doing this, you know, worrying about your doing your individual work, you know, all that. And um, I, I've realized, especially when I went through those tough moments, you know, um, in, in my career, in my early career, I, I realized that it's important to also have a have a getaway, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think it's really important if if someone could, especially in the professional sports world, you can manage... Um, separating your personal life to your, from your footballing life, I think that's uh, very helpful in the long run. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, we're humans, you know? Mm-hmm. You you like to sit around and enjoy time with your family, watching TV, doing whatever it is, you know, going on walks with them. So um, it, it's really important to have that time where you, where you disconnect. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think that disconnection almost leads to, could lead to better performance, yeah. you know? And um, be more consistent and just in overall enjoying and being happier when you do enter your professional mm-hmm. life, you know? Yeah, I think it's like that less is more type yeah, of thing. It, and it's, it, I think every player has to learn it themselves. Yes. I think every player has to go through periods where yes. all they have is football mm-hmm. and then something goes wrong, whether it's an injury, being benched, whatever. Then, and then they have to go through the period of like realizing how dark like it can get like day to day. And then you realize I need to do something to, to really, yeah, distract me yeah. as long as what I'm ever I'm doing is not going to take away from my performance, you know, definitely. like I don't, I'm not being like, Oh yeah, go and swim five miles. If that's no, your getaway, yeah, it has to it's, be it's, a reasonable, it's, whatever yeah. it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I think that's super important. Like even like little things of like, even having like for me a cat, yeah, 100%. like it's just like come mm-hmm. home and then now I can like worry about these two and it just helps yeah. my mind go away from how my performance was at training, good yeah. or bad. And then I think it's so important too. It's because it's like, it's amplified, whatever it is. Like I've mm-hmm. been in places where all I've had is, is football. And then you start thinking about it more. And then if your performance slips mm-hmm. a little bit, you have a bad day. That's all you can think about the entire day. 100%. And then it's in your head more. And it's almost like the times you play the best is when you're not even thinking and it's just mm-hmm. instinctual. You're happy to be there. You're confident. And you're just playing. Yeah. And the more you think and think and think and try to get in your own head for me, it's always the worst I perform, you yeah. know? Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I've obviously I, I've I hundred. You said um, is it through experience is where yeah. you really learn it, and that's that hit the nail on the head. Like yeah. for me, because you can tell people because that you could tell people that, and it's it, to be honest, people told me that as well yeah. when I was starting to go through those tough times, mm-hmm. and you know, I on a general aspect understood what they were saying, but I was like, until I really had to go through moments where I wasn't doing it right, mm-hmm. I realized okay. I, this is something that's having a big effect, you yeah. know, and something that could really help me if I get it down right. And, um, 
really use it to, towards my benefit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And that escape yeah. can be like anything, like reading a non-football yeah. specific book, 100%. having an animal, going out to coffee, and 100%. just like even getting yeah. into like a, a, a YouTube series or Netflix show that's not exactly. about football, yes. you know? Yes, exactly. And then like, or whatever, like going mm-hmm. to the beach and walking around and as long yeah. as you're not in the sun Meditating, for six hours. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is, honestly. Going just, for a round of golf. Just something that's not football. It's It sounds wild because you think, like, oh, it's a good thing to be so like, yeah. in tune with it. And but sometimes it's that we go back to that thing again. It's less is more. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's one of my major misconceptions. Um, and that obviously I still there's still times where I tend to think a lot about football. But um, I'm getting better at kind of um, realizing when I'm doing that and then mm-hmm. kind of snapping out of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. Other than that, though, uh, everything about the. um the professional lifestyle is it's quite it's quite what you think it is yeah, you know yeah yeah definitely um what's your morning routine look like do you have one at my all my morning routine is i wake up so we we i, I get in around eight thirty, eight forty, mm-hmm. and um so i'll get up around seven twenty. you know get up uh get cleaned up wash my face blah 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 brush my teeth and then um i'll go make breakfast go make breakfast and then i'll have, do a you have the same thing for breakfast every day uh, I like to change it. So I switch between toast and eggs and spinach mm-hmm. and then um, and a piece of fruit. Or I'll have a bowl of oatmeal with some fruit, peanut butter, you know, a little drizzle of honey. And then <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I have to have the sugar in there. Uh-huh. But, uh, Coffee? <laughs> I do. After that is a shot of espresso. Okay. So Double I love shot espresso. or single shot? No, single shot. Single single shot. Just one little. Only 20 years old. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a quadruple <laughs> to get me up in the morning, you know? No, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, then after that, um, that's really it. That sets me up for my morning. Um, and then I get in. Obviously, I, I tried to get in a little early to make sure I have um, time. I have a certain routine that I like to do before mm-hmm. I go out for training. Um, that makes me feel good. So I make sure I have enough time to do that. And then, uh, yeah, to be honest, I've just enjoyed even being in a little early just to be around the locker room environment yeah, you know it's yeah. a it's a good environment we have so it's very good yeah i want to get ej on here next and ha- talk about his morning routine yeah, yeah. a couple <laughs> pop tarts uh, two minutes in the toast <laughs> brush your teeth in two minutes yeah. but, but i the thing is i, I make fun yeah. of people like that but again like yeah. if it's working hey, for if you it works for you it works for you that's yeah. there's no yeah, yeah. there's better players it. than me that have way worse routines yeah. you hey, know hey if if i could do that and my body was at tip top shape yeah, probably. Would. It's like when people are like, "Oh, <laughs> Adama Triori yeah. doesn't work out." I'm yeah. like, "Well, if I look like him without working out, yeah, I probably I, wouldn't work out either." I wouldn't yeah. Work out either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But if I don't uh, work out, I'm gonna look like yeah. I'll look like you. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Getting personal here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was funny. Um, I'm just kidding, Mateo. You yeah. look. You got a good Thank physique. You, you got you a know, good. It's, it's growing in. It's yeah. growing in. It's and just you're young. You're 20 years old. Good things take time. Yeah. Don't listen to people. AJ and Pat. You hear that, right? If they're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you guys. Um, who's big, who, who's been the biggest mentor in your career? <sighs> biggest mentor in my career. Um, oh, that's tough. That's tough. But, uh, genuinely I, I would, I probably nail it down to my immediate family. I probably mom, dad, and both brothers, you know, mm-hmm. because whenever, whenever I had something that wasn't going right or something that was kind of, um, yeah, I was going through those tough moments and even through the good moments, you know, like they're the first ones that I let know, you know? Yeah. And, uh, they're always, I always feel comfortable speaking to them about it. You know, it's always something, whether it's on a life aspect, emotional aspect, footballing aspect. 
It's their yeah. automatic feeders. Uh, <laughs> they love but, it. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so they've they've always been there for me. And uh, I just always know that if I have something that I need to speak about, I always know they're there, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think also they, they're the ones that have been 100% honest with me. So there's times where, obviously, on a footballing aspect, they'll be honest with me, like, no, you, you need to be doing this better, you know? Or yeah. you need to be applying this more. Or um, uh, especially my dad, you know, especially through my younger years, he was he was the man that was doing that and uh i look back on it now like sometimes it may have been tough love you know but yeah. uh it, it's you don't you don't appreciate that until you get older and you realize mm -hmm. wow like if, what where would i be if i didn't have that you yeah. know so um i really do appreciate that from i remember person. when i had a bad game yeah i'd be like I, I, I'm like, I had to go in the car with my dad I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> please get on quickly please get on quickly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be you uh, could just yeah. feel he was mad nah. <laughs> it's just always the effort that was his or thing sit as far in the back as you can <laughs> yeah 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 so but it, but it's true you don't appreciate it till you're older no of course and it's it's important to have that stuff you know that's what mm -hmm. um that's what molds you into the person you are when you get older so yeah 100 percent. if you weren't a footballer what would you be doing Ooh, uh, or to, on the flip side what are you going to do after you're done playing that's a good question um that I don't know, but uh -huh. if I wasn't a footballer right now, I really enjoy food and cooking. Okay, I say I get made fun of in the in the <laughs> locker room for that, but uh -huh. uh, I I think probably something in the food industry, okay. whether it's a chef or who knows, even starting a cooking channel or a cooking blog. Uh, I I love cooking, so that's probably one of the major things yeah, for me. What are you what making for dinner tonight? I batch cook, so I had I had turkey chili, made a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. with some guacamole so good stuff yeah i yeah. do the same thing yeah i, I, I like cooking every three four days yeah to be honest it's I, I love cooking it's the cleaning yeah it's the cleaning I, it's just like you gotta get a uh, a girlfriend who I comes know. and then you I have the and then thing it's 50 50 of, it's yeah perfect we always do exactly. that whoever cooks the other person cleans yeah that's that's the way to go but mm -hmm. um uh, except mimi uses I'm every single waiting. pot <laughs> and pan and plate in the whole kitchen oh i just use one, one thing has a little yeah. piece of food on it's dirty yeah. and then she'll go and mix her eggs in the bowl oh this one's too small dump it in the bigger one uh, mix them in there and then put them in the, in the pan yeah yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know but what about okay. you what's um if i wasn't you think about anything in uh after football uh i want to be like a like a, a trainer like uh yeah. not like in the gym well maybe in the gym too but one, one just on like one. have like my own facility mm -hmm. and have like take pros or college players in off season and yeah. bring it and train them film it do That's some awesome. uh like like fo footballing wise as well yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. like mainly that and then also in the gym but That's mainly awesome. on the field training yeah. i think that'd there's, be cool there's a lot of people that um a lot of athletes out there that would uh, mm -hmm. or i'm just hoping my, my tiktok just blows up and mm -hmm. i'm just a full-time tiktoker you never know right? <laughs> be doing those dances right yeah. <laughs> um what keeps you up at night uh to be honest a lot of i don't I'm one of those guys who's a who's a deep thinker. So even if it's like little stupid things, I think about it way too much. And then I realize in the morning, I'm like, I was thinking about that. Like I, I, I wasted my time thinking about that. Yeah. So, um, but uh, nothing in particular, to be honest. Just well, are you uh, are you a deep thinker or? No, I don't think. No, no thinking. Just, not much going on. Just, not much going on. <laughs> well, Mimi always talks about that with me. She's like, uh, like I don't. I, I do get normal levels of stress, but like mm -hmm. I really kind of just 
go with the flow for the most part. That's I guess the thing that be. keeps me up at night yeah. is usually in it would be whenever I'm injured. Yeah. Um, thinking about that, or it's like in periods of my life where I'm like a free agent and I'm like stressing about where I'm going next. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I think that's normal. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah like I, I feel like. Normal. I don't think it's unhealthy levels at all. It's just no, normal I, levels. To be honest, I think there's a there's a certain level of stress that keeps you like in that. Or else that you don't do anything. State. You're not proactive. Yeah, exactly. At all. Yeah. Exactly. But then, to be honest, I'm kind of the opposite way. I'm not not from you. Just like the opposite way of being no stress. I'm a little bit sometimes I, I overthink things where it's like, I know they're not in my control and I still overthink. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's something I need to definitely my work sisters on. really like that and Mimi are both kind of like that yeah like a little like yeah. <laughs> my sister and Mimi like they'll think of a like for example like they'll think of a, a hypothetical situation about like their job maybe yeah and they're like what if that happens and then like huh. well then I'm not prepared there and yeah. then what if this happens and then there's six steps ahead but it never happened I'm like yeah. you're, you're, you're on step six right now think yeah. of it. <laughs> but you're really on step one yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're on step yeah. zero it hasn't exactly. even happened yet no it's 100%. funny but yeah, I think it, it is funny. I think Definitely. most footballers, though, for the for the most part, are pretty good at managing stress because that's their whole job. It's like on the field. Like yeah, you're in a comfortable 100%. situation every day. Yeah, exactly. You know? When you have eyes on you and everything, mm-hmm. you have to. Um, it, it's an it's a super important skill to develop. Or I mean, if you're naturally gifted with it, it's great. But like, yeah. even if you're not, it's something that's really worth developing because even on with obviously footballing aspect, life aspect, it's one of those things where the certain things in the sport that you can't control, you yeah. know, and uh, you just got to make sure you show up every day ready to do whatever it's going to do to help you be your best, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's something about you that most people don't know? Um, hmm. That's a trick question. Uh, <laughs> I do speak Italian. Uh-huh. I speak fluently? Italian. Probably not fluently, but like, very good conversational. Okay. So very good conversationally. Uh, I did used to speak. Fl- actually, there you go. There's a thing. Um, I spoke Italian, fluent Italian, before I spoke English fluently. So when I was younger. Okay. So Wait, Italian that, is technically my first language. Was that because it, your family spoke Italian at home? Yeah, all the time. So my mom and dad spoke to me in Italian when we were younger, mm-hmm. and and then once uh, as a nursery or preschool came, yeah. um, had to learn English. So we learned English there, and then obviously you just tend to speak English when you're around, you know? Yeah. And um, we would actually, we'd go to Italy when we were younger quite a few times because our grandparents had a house there. And um, when we'd go, it's like the first week you were a bit rusty with speaking and then next two, three weeks, you it was like, you were flying, you know, you were getting mm. everything and it was coming back. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. It's one of those things I really, it's probably one of my, after cooking is uh, I really enjoy learning about new languages and cultures. So um, that's something that, I really enjoy. Um, okay, next question. If you could Let's grab see. coffee with anybody in the world, dead or alive, who would you do it with? Ooh, uh, who would you grab coffee with? Let me rephrase after, that last part. After watching one of his podcasts, or not, he was on a podcast, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Really? Yeah. I don't, Why? Do you know, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, oh, two English guys do it. It's a podcast. Um, Men in Blazers? No, 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 no. Um, performance, something like that. Performance. I don't think so. I'm gonna have to look this up. Performance Matthew, podcast. Matthew McConaughey, huh? Um, I love Matthew McConaughey. To be fair, he's great. After. Did you read his book? Oh, the perform the per. 
I don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> it's a great. It was a great podcast. No, I haven't read his book, but I, someone else suggested to me to read his book. So okay. maybe that's next on the list after uh, Angels and Demons. Okay, cool. So, and, and what yeah. would you talk about with him? Just, uh, I really enjoyed his perspective on just what he thought about life, you know, and uh, his approach to things and how he, how he sort of, he realized that like one of the big things was that he knew what was in his control and what wasn't in his control. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's obviously as a natural person that I am, I need work on, you know, Um, I felt like it was something that's definitely relatable to me that I could use. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he just seemed like a very genuine guy. And then also, of course, the fact that he owns, he's he's the owner of Austin FC, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's a, that's a, obviously the footballing things. Yeah. Kind of drew me to him as well. But, uh, yeah, he just seems like a genuine for how big of a profile he is genuine, like down to earth guy. You know, I would not, if you're watching this, Matthew McConaughey, let's get coffee soon. Okay? Actually, I've if, you, heard, if you're down in Charleston, you know, he, he's he's DM me. He loves my podcast. I was kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. Yeah, yeah. Gullible's <laughs> running on the ceiling. Um, what what's the most important personality trait someone needs in order to have a good professional career? Um, oof, definitely resilience. Resilience, you know, especially mm. in those moments where. You feel like you're not performing as well as you you're capable of, um, or things that start going your way. The, the the aspect of always just showing up, giving your all, doing your non-negotiables is uh is huge, and it's one of those things where those tough times you stick with it and you do what you know you do the right things. Those tough times will pass, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, th- I'd say resilience, and uh, I say just really competitive uh spirit you know like always wanting to to compete win and be the best you can be you know mm-hmm. not be maybe the best you can be isn't the best in the group you're in but you could only do the best you could do you know you can't control anything that's outside of your you know your realm of possibilities so um those are the those are the two main things i think yeah really builds a, yeah, like a professional yeah. yeah i think p- competitiveness is huge mm-hmm. um and then it's like also like the ability to keep the competitiveness every single day 100 percent. you not know let players it die, that yeah. just like take days off like every single day every yeah. single thing i think be it was it was arson wenger who um said it. i saw a little clip on social media it's it's not the intensity of the motivation it's the stamina of the motivation yeah. and and that's important you know if you can keep a high level motivation at a consistent level, chances are you're you're gonna you're gonna do well, you know. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta you just gotta keep doing and stay in there. So yeah, definitely. Um, what do you usually do when you get home after training? So uh, it depends. So uh, usually we get back for lunch. I'll have lunch, you know, uh, chill for a little bit, depending on how tired I am. Maybe take a little 30, 40 minutes news. Um, do you set an alarm? I do, I yeah. do. So I set it I for like, so. I set it for an hour because it takes me probably about ten to twenty minutes to kind of get to bed. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I like to do a lot of things. You know, whether it's one of the things I do enjoy doing. It's weird. I like food shopping, so I like walking up and down the aisles. Even if I you don't need do anything th- out of the aisle, I'll just walk up and down to see what they have. <laughs> you want to go do my groceries for me? Uh, 
Depends how much you pay me. I was hoping you'd pay me for the privilege. I, I pay you. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to negotiate <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. So you but, just like to go. But, you just like to go to store. Are you personal Instacart? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. cool. Why I don't not, know. Yeah. We'll talk later about oh, that. Yeah. But uh, you, uh, you just, you just like you like to go. How often do you go to the grocery store? Like a week. Um, probably, definitely once a week. Yeah. Um, if not twice a week. Okay. Yeah. That's Definitely. pretty. Yeah. I usually go about once yeah. a week. I think maybe it's twice. just mixed with my like passion for food. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you like when you are you browsing on Instagram or TikTok or uh-huh. you see the food stuff pop up yep, all the time? All the time. Especially what, Italian food. I, uh, what's your What's your best recipe you can cook? You think? Oh, um, I do make. I have done it a few times. Carbonara. So, okay. Yeah, well, like I the love authentic way. Carbonara. And uh with just the egg yolks, the parmesan cheese, the um the pecorino and uh cracked black pepper, pasta, pasta water. What kind of pasta Pancetta. do you use with it? Um I use bucatini. So they're like a So you think it's like a thick spaghetti, but mm-hmm. in the middle there's a thin hollow tube. Okay. You know, one, one day I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make it for you. Okay, it's a date. It <laughs> That's uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> as long as EJ's not at your place, just kick him out. Yeah, nah, he'll probably have some pot tarts or you know something. Or corn dog. I love I love I love that kid. Yeah, I, no, he's a good kid. He is. I, he's a very I good kid. Really, I like messing with him, but I really like that kid. No, great banter. Yeah. You know, it's, he's a he's a great kid, and he has a lot you know? of potential. I yeah, think. yeah. He's you forget how young he is too. You know, yeah. and obviously he's natural um athleticism that he has is incredible you know and yeah you don't want him going one v one at you mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely not <laughs> yeah but um no yeah he's a he's a good kid too i'm sorry mm-hmm. um yeah now just the last two questions for yeah. you this is the main That's two here. questions i always right. ask uh if you had a time machine and you could go back and talk to younger mateo mm. what when would you go back and what piece of advice would you give him I would go back um, probably to when I was like eight or nine and saying this, like I, I did, I did play a lot outside of my club as well, Yeah. but play as much pickup soccer as you can and with whoever it's with. And even if it's on a, if it's on a concrete ground, asphalt, grass, turf, whatever play. And mm-hmm. even if you don't have goals, yeah, just, just play. That's uh, that's in my opinion obviously like there's all these drills that you can do that are very good you know and will get you um you'll get you sharp on the ball and improve your technical abilities and all this but for me the best thing and the most enjoyable thing was always whether it was 3v3s 2v2s 4v4s 5v5s 6v6 playing is the most enjoyable way to get that in you know yeah of course everything else obviously the drills are great as well but everyone wants to play and you want to compete so that's Mm. if i can go back i would play even more pickup yeah, that's, I really 100%. like that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at our team training sessions, even mm-hmm. my off-season training sessions when I'm with yeah. pros in San Diego, it's just like majority of it is just playing. Like whether it's 100%. 1v1s, 2v2s, yeah. 3v3s, 5 aside, like it's like playing. It's like the ultimate tool. You get your fitness in. Mm-hmm. You get your match-related moves in, you know. Technically, obviously, you get your passing, dribbling, first touch, everything, defending, mm-hmm. everything you can get from it. And it's fun, and you're playing with your friends. Yeah, so it's yeah. like... Where are you going wrong? You know, yeah. I was in so, the, where I was growing up, I was in this neighborhood of like 
it was like typical American neighborhood where guys just yeah. rode their bikes, played basketball, football, but like not Baseball, actual like soccer. Yeah. And so I was like, so it was just me and my brother in the entire neighborhood that played. And so we just yeah. did one v ones the entire time. Yeah. And then every single time would end in a fight. But that's I mean we yep. did the same I was thing. Just about to say same with my brothers. We used to it start off it start off peaceful and civilized for the first two or three one v ones, and then after that it was like. We were kicking the crap out of each other, <laughs> but I don't regret it. I don't yeah, regret it. It's so good. It's it's you up. Gives you some grit. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. The last question I have for you, Mateo. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people right now are probably listening to this and there's yeah. a lot of players that want to be in your shoes, you know, yeah. go through the academy system, sign with Liverpool, play professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what piece of advice do you have for them? This is super general. It's yep. a really tough question overall. And we've covered a lot. We've touched on a lot. But do you have anything that pops in your mind right away? I would just say, yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. But um, I would say every time you go to play, I know it sounds very cliche, but play as if it's your last, mm-hmm. you know, because it's one of those things that if you do that, obviously you're going to be giving 100% effort and you give 100% effort every time. You're only going to get better you know and um whatever whatever happens in a career there's a lot of things in football and the soccer world that you can't account for you know that are out of your control and um you will you'll be in the best position you could possibly be if you do that you know and uh that's the main thing and the main thing is too is to enjoy the the here and now that you have you know because time goes by very quickly mm-hmm. you know and um it's one of those things like some it happens to me sometimes I tend to get caught up in like thinking about the future and then you think about three or four years ago you think well I should just be worrying and not worrying even but just focusing and enjoying the time that I'm here because when I three or four years ago I was dreaming about being in the position that yeah. I was in now so like enjoy it now enjoy it for all it is because none of this lasts forever you know mm-hmm. whether you have the longest career possible or the shortest career possible so yeah, yeah. no that's, that's really good yeah. that's really good 100%. it's true because it's like like time does like your career goes so i was like 20 like yeah. yes last year yeah, like yeah. i remember but it's crazy mm-hmm. and it's it's true like with injuries or with even like being cut or bad performance in seasons like you never know when is gonna be your last time playing in front of like at the level you're currently playing 100 percent. so 100%. it is true like you have yeah. to like really be present enjoy it while also like working every single day trying to set your future self up for success but exactly it's, exactly. it's a it's a hard Nailed balance because it. it's like it. yeah. you worry about the future and that's what causes you to work so hard now because mm-hmm. it's for your future self but yeah, yeah. you want to be present and enjoy it now 100 no, percent yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. No, definitely. That's the, those are the main things I think, you know, definitely. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed being on the, uh, against uh, all odds podcast. It was, it was very, very good. Thank you very much for having yeah. me on. It's no been problem. a pleasure. And your, uh, I'll get your little Instagram pop up on your chest right when you're introduced. Right, yeah. So go follow, uh, Mateo on his, uh, Instagram, <laughs> other social media stuff. Um, yeah. Anything else? Perfect. No, that's it. That's it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it and Thank you again. No, no problem. I really enjoyed yep. it. Thank and you. We uh, we play Coastal Carolina tomorrow, so yeah, it should be a good game. You're just going home. Countdown to the season, yeah. You're just chilling, eating your turkey chili. Just just gonna chill. Yeah, turkey chili, relax tonight. Maybe a little bit of a uh, Netflix. I do like stand up comedy, so maybe. Who's your favorite comedian? Ooh, um, he's this new one. It's called Mark Norman. Mark Norman. I do like Mark Norman, but um, who's the other one that I um. 
Sebastian Maniscalco. He's funny. He is. He's really funny. He's Italian, he, isn't he? Yeah, that's why I just feel like I relate to him. So, oh, yeah. he's hilarious. I like, but, um, I like Jim Jeffries a lot. Oh, he's, he's good. <laughs> he's he's so class. Funny. He's I class. saw him live in St. Louis. Did you? Yeah. That's a, that's one of the things I've never been to a comedy show and I'd love to. Perf- I was Bro. supposed to go to Sebastian Maniscalco's event in, I think it was on the 29th of December. Yeah. It was canceled because of the Omicron wave. So. Yeah. Right, um, it's ten times funnier in person. Yeah, I, like, uh, I would love my brother, my bro- my oldest brother. I think he's going to one today. I think actually in really? New York City. But um, he's been to like Joe Rogan, uh-huh. like so many of them, and it's uh, he. Yeah, he's the one who actually got me into it. So <laughs> yeah, credit to him. Okay, cool, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, uh-huh. and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.